Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Alrighty, welcome to the Celtics Lab Podcast, brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. I am Cameron Tutubai. I'm joined by Dr. Justin Quinn. In today's episode, we will we'll talk about James Harden, quite frankly. We will talk about the Hall of Fame. We will talk about a new member of the Boston Celtics, perhaps. And then later in the episode, I am going to have a conversation with Ronnie 2K, the marketing guru for NBA 2K. We talked about NBA 2K24, player ratings, and I bent his ear a little bit to talk about the Celtics. So... That is coming up in the second half of the program. But first, Justin, how are you? Uh, Under-caffeinated because we are recording this earlier than usual. Yeah, I'm noticing that I uh, my coffee mug is just out of arm's reach because I messed up. So I'm going to have to do this sans coffee. Let's see. Um, let's start with the Celtics news, and then we can talk about James Harden as much as we like. Uh, the news is it's still the offseason, but they did sign DJ Stewart to a camp deal. He is an undrafted guard from the 2021 class. Um, He played at Duke. Perhaps there's some connective tissue there. He had a nice little summer league with Philadelphia. Justin, what do you think is the likelihood that he ends up on the Celtics this time in October? I think fairly decent. Uh, He's got a similar profile to J.D. Davison in that he probably declared too early after just one season at Duke. Wasn't ready for the NBA. It was pretty evident. He's been with the Stockton Kings since. Uh, He's, you know, the right sized uh, in terms of height, but he's very, very slight in the sneakers. Only 163 pounds. He's going to need to put on some weight if he's going to be able to defend at the NBA level. He's just going to be able to be pushed around very, very easily at that weight. But still, despite that, he's got good defensive instincts. He's averaged almost a steal per game everywhere he's been. I've been hearing he's been looked at as uh, more of a shooter. And while I I do see it, if I squint, uh, to me, what's most interesting about him is the effort he puts in the defensive end of the floor, which could get him home as a reserve guard in the NBA if he's lucky. Yeah, he is an okay three-point shooter. That matters. I think the defense is is interesting, but the size is uh, a little lacking. But he's young enough that he could add you know muscle i mean he's not going to build his frame out yeah, he's like but... 22 i think he's very very yeah. young still 21 to 22 so it's intriguing i don't know that it suggests that there's another move to come but to your point he if he has a similar game to jd davison maybe one of them will spend more time with the boston celtics and one will spend more time with the main celtics or they will keep each other competitive or i don't know i guess we'll see speaking of the main celtics just while we're doing the news uh Mofondo Cabangele is headed to Athens. He's going to play in Greece. Um, I think at times we we wondered if Cabangele was going to end up on the Celtics team long-term, but other than a few spot times where he got called up, didn't really happen. But seems like a really nice guy, high-energy guy, strong as anything. So I don't know anything about AEK Athens, but 
I can't imagine there are many stronger players playing in Greece right now. Well, that's a pretty big club in the Greek league. Uh, he'll definitely get a lot more reps than he would, you know, even at the G League level. He, he's he been interesting. You know, he's been blocking shots a lot in the G League level, but he, he actually kind of regressed a little bit with Maine last season compared to the season before that at the G League level. So I think this is going to be good for him. Uh, another former Celtic is headed overseas too, though. I guess he's going to stay overseas. Taco Fall Probably. is... Gonna stick around in China. He's gonna play with the Nanjing Monkey Kings. Um, he was in what was it, the Xinjiang t- Tigers last year? What was it? Uh, I get confused with them because I think there was like a flying dra- flying something. I can't remember the name. The Dragons. Forgive me, I'm not up on the CBA team names. Sure. Um, and if you want to learn more about his experience in China, we talked to him last fall about what it's like to be that tall in the Chinese basketball league. So if if you're sincerely curious about Taco Fall's experience, go check that out. Um, and his children's book that is attached to that conversation. All right, let's talk about Harden. And then later we'll talk about Ronnie 2K. I'm sure people didn't click on this to hear more about <laughs> G League signings. No offense. Um, it's Monday. We woke up to a video from China of James Harden at an Adidas event twice to what looks like a group of children uh, James Harden calling Daryl Morey a liar and saying that he would never pl- uh, play for an organization with Daryl Morey. This comes a few days removed after ESPN reported that the Sixers were going to bring Harden back regardless. Um, Justin, <laughs> I-, I talked to a few people in Philly. I can tell you the mood in Philly, but what are your initial reactions? Well, the same uh, general managing team that was in the Brooklyn Nets when Kevin Durant went scorched earth are still there. So I don't expect Daryl Morey to be ousted as a result of this. Uh, I think it'd be crazy to do so. But the bigger question of what this is going to do for the uh, 76ers organization, I think, looms pretty big because it doesn't look like James Harden is going to be playing for them, at least to start the season. Yeah, I think that they're their last card they get to play is not really their card, which is apparently the Damian Lillard market is so weak that at least they can, you know, play teams off of that, that there's some sort of benchmark. So there's a world where, you know, they get some pennies on the dollar and the Sixers are fine because they bring back comparable players. But, you know, thinking back to this series they had with Boston, it took two 40 plus point performances from James Harden to make that as competitive as it was. I don't think the Sixers can replace that that easily, even if Embiid levels up on his MVP season. So yeah, that's not good. <laughs> um, talking to people in the Sixers press orbit, it sounds like the team itself is keeping their lips pretty pursed and saying, we're bringing back Harden and we stand by that. And that's all we're going to say right now. Um, fascinating. The NBA never stops. If this was the Sixers Lab podcast, I'm sure we'd be a little more animated, but it's both predictable and familiar. And if you cover a team in um, the same division as the Sixers, it, it kind of rocks. Anything else on the Harden thing? I'm looking forward to seeing Joel Embiid's debut for the New York Knicks next season. Yeah. You think next season? Oh, like, sincerely, uh, if and when do you think Embiid would ask for a trade request. He'll he'll let he'll give them this season. I think that's all they get. I think he'll cool. give them this season. Yeah, I mean, if you're right about that, 
I don't know anything about his relationship with Maxi, and I don't know what I think Maxi's ceiling is, but it's not soon enough, is what the problem is. Yeah. Although I wonder if Maxi could get them Lillard and if Embiid would be interested in playing with Lillard. I wouldn't personally be, but I don't know. It's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, the East landscape. Say what you will, and we, we did a fan survey last week um, where we talked to, so to speak, Celtics fans and their opinions on what's going on. And people were okay with Joe Missoula. They were okay with the Porzingis trade. They were okay with the uh, Jalen Brown extension. The Celtics look pretty good compared to <laughs> most of the rest of the league. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Uh, a few other things. Um, well, I guess related to that, Tatum said that uh, Jalen Brown's extension was a no-brainer, which you we've were, covered. You were technically there. I mean, you didn't get a chance to talk to him, but you were there. Yeah, J- Justin knows I'm biting my tongue um, for, for a couple of reasons, actually. Uh, yeah, I did not have that conversation with Jason Tatum. I was not part of that press gaggle. Um, turns out if you want high-profile access at the Hoops Hall, work for a television <laughs> broadcast is the way to do it. Um, okay, a couple other things. Doc Rivers is apparently officially going to join the ESPN broadcast crew as part of a larger shakeup that I think a lot of people are really down on. I really like uh, liked the Mike Breen, um, Van Gundy, Mark Jackson trio. I think that Doris Burke, Doc Rivers, and Mike Breen might be a as good or better group in a few years. I think that there's some good chemistry. There's some good stories there. Um, the shtick between the previous three was kind of getting old. The story does sound like ESPN was just being cheap, but uh, independent of that, I'm not as against that as maybe other people are. I like Stan. Uh, for me, if it wasn't for the corny catchphrases, then you know I could deal with Mark Jackson, but he's always been the wobbly third leg. I kind of like that though. I like. I kind of wish the Celtics broadcast had a little more uh, personality and. I guess if you're trying to present it as a hyper serious, my dog, there's, I'm recording in the living room and you can see into the kitchen and there's two chairs and a table in between the two chairs and the dog just got off the chair, walked across the table, got in the other chair. Nice. Um, he knows what's going season. on. <laughs> yeah. He knows that it's a lazy day uh, in the NBA off season. Okay. Anyways, best of luck to the new ESPN groups, JJ Redick, Richard Jefferson and Ryan. Uh, Ruoko, is that how you say his name? I'm not sure. I don't know. Are uh, getting a promotion as well. That's exciting. Okay. Um, in a moment, we will transition to my conversation with Ronnie 2K about player ratings and whatnot. But um, I was at the Hall of Fame event this weekend, if you want to ask me about it. What did you do? Who did you talk to? <laughs> uh, well, let me plug the product a little bit. So sure. Justin and I write for Celtics Wire, which is part of USA Today's suite of nba team coverage and we have a site called spurs wire that our friend jack simone is the editor-in-chief for so jack and i went down because this was a spurs heavy uh class at the hoops hall um also incidentally like a really exciting class uh, if you're an nba fan of a certain age dirk Nowitzki, d wade tony parker greg popovich i mean those are pagas all those are really influential players so really exciting class um we went to do our due diligence, but um, my dog was last episode. I 
told you that my dog was sick and he stayed sick all weekend. So I missed part of the, the hall, but Jack was there. So check out Jack Simone um, for your full coverage. Um, yeah, we went, uh, we had this interesting thing where just to tell a quick story, we got to the hall of fame and it could have been more organized. Okay, pausing the action to talk about our friends over at FanDuel because football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you a chance to win all season long. Right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. That's bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Justin, down in Mexico, do you have any team that you're eyeing either for the Super Bowl or just in general? Well, you know, I don't really know all that much about the NFL. I do know that the Patriots were bad when I lived in Connecticut and good when I left. So seeing as I don't live in Connecticut, I will keep betting the Patriots. Uh, who else might be a good idea? Yeah, I don't know if the Patriots are realistically a good Super Bowl bet, but um, I mean, the Chiefs feel safe until they prove otherwise. Um, I Personally, I'm just going to root against the Jets all season long, but I don't think that's the best way to get in on this specific action. But if you do, you should head to FanDuel.com slash Boston, and you can start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. You must be 21 and older and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit is required. Refunds are issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires in seven days. Restrictions apply. Max bonus bet $50 unless specified otherwise. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportbook. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. Go to GameSenseMA.com or call 1-8800-GAM-1234. All right, back to the podcast. And Saturday afternoon, this is before the event, the enshrinement event. So we ended up at what was the, um, they've, Benches dedicated to coaches and uh, uh, and basketball of some description, and we assumed that Greg Popovich was going to be part of this. We were like, "Oh, we'll go to this event because it's a an event for coaches at the Hall of Fame weekend." Turns out it wasn't. It was for um, quite frankly coaches I didn't know much about, but who had been really impactful at the college level. But John Calipari was there. Roy Williams was there. Um, Vinny Del Negro was there. So uh, had some cool conversations with those people about hoops about uh Weminyama and about Popovich and then later Jack and I went to the red carpet which was uh for people who make content like us like not a bonanza there wasn't that much and in fact we were invited to watch the event on television in a press room because it was sold out so it was not the bounty of content that content creators might have hoped for but I got some stories out of it got some social out of it and just like as a basketball fan shelving professionalism a little bit really cool really exciting really interesting um i my understanding is tickets to that kind of event are reasonable so if you are a basketball fan and your favorite player or coach or whomever is going to the hall and you can get to springfield it's great justin you you're high on springfield massachusetts i think you would agree i mean that's when my mother was born. Uh, I used to live about 45 minutes away in Manchester, Connecticut, East Hartford, Connecticut. We used to go up there a lot. Uh, but, you know, as I was telling you, uh, I don't know anything there anymore. It's been like 20 years since I've been in the city. Cool. Well, all the same. Um, congrats to people who went in. Not that much Celtics connective tissue, quite frankly. Um, 
but the Celtics have plenty of folks in the Hall of Fame. I don't think it's that big of a deal that they took a year off. So let's change gears. The next portion of our programming is going to be my conversation that I recorded late last week with Ronnie 2K, the marketing guru over at 2K Sports. Um, this is something we've now done two years in a row, which is great. Um, we're really thankful that 2K Sports reaches out to us because it's always fun to hear how the game has been updated. And specifically this year, they've done a really nice job, I think, of making player ratings a conversation on social media. So uh, the conversation starts with me talking to Ronnie about how do these ratings come about and how do they decide how to market them? Um, so a little inside baseball for people who are fans of marketing. And then I selfishly talked about the Celtics for most of the conversation after that, because this is the Celtics lab podcast. So we talked about Jason Tatum. We talked about Porzingis. We talked about Jalen Brown. Um, and then also some of their player ratings. And then the back end of that conversation is just miscellaneous junk drawers kind of stuff. I wanted to pick his brain about one Yama, about the MVP, things like that. So in a moment, you can enjoy a conversation with me and Ronnie2K of 2K Sports. Otherwise, like and subscribe to our podcast. I want to remind you that this episode of the Celtics Lab podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. And we will catch you sometime next week. Adios. All right. We're checking in with Ronnie2K, the head of lifestyle and content marketing for 2K Sports and specifically NBA 2K ahead about a month away from NBA 2K24. And let's start with that. Ronnie, not only is it the 25th anniversary of the game, but you're launching uh, three Kobe Bryant editions. So what's the mood over at 2K Sports and how are you feeling about this launch? Uh, Really excited. Obviously, it's a big one for us. 25 years of history, um, a lot to, you know, celebrate and, you know, a lot to be excited about. Of course, you got to lead with crossplay and, you know, letting the community come together playstation xbox doesn't matter um you are just you know playing together and really trying to find out who the the best are regardless of console so that should be really fun to see um of course you know with kobe on the cover and getting to you know pay homage to him again that's very exciting uh yeah i mean it's it's just a it's that time of year where we get really amped at 2k offices because we're on the verge of just dropping a ton of info and uh, can't wait for the community to, you know, see it and react. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about this before we recorded. It's obviously huge on social players, fans, everyone's getting amped about player ratings and things like that. Um, the crossplay thing is super fascinating. I want to ask you a few, like how the sausage gets made questions. Um, how long ago did you want to do crossplay, and uh, why did you pick this year to launch it? Well, it's been a several-year journey. Um, I think that we've always wanted to do it. I think that we just really pride ourselves on doing right. I'm sorry about the dog. Uh, this is what happens when you have a pet. Um, but I was saying, you know, like we really wanted to come out of the gate right. And what that means is cross-feature, right? Like it's not, you know, relegated to, to one mode like other games. It's it's our entire gamut. So that's really uh, exciting. And, but that functionally, there's a lot involved, right? Like you have, you have to do with two different systems of how they speak to their own consumer, right? So like, you know, you have the PSN network and you talk through game chat, like establishing your own version of that, it's challenging. So, mm-hmm. but we, we wanted to do that throughout the game make it very, very user-friendly. Um, and we're really excited about uh, people getting a taste of it. 
Yeah, I mean, that's huge. That's when that news first came out. I think that was the thing that people were most pumped about. I mean, I think the three different Kobe Bryant editions and the Black Mamba edition in particular are pretty cool, but crossplay like as a functionality feature is pretty big. Um, so it's about a month away and you and your team at 2K have been revealing player ratings and mm-hmm. you've done it in an interesting way. You did like one big blast with some of the biggest names of the game and now you're kind of teasing out individual players. Um, I have a content marketing background, so I'm going to ask you about the marketing first and then we'll get into the ratings. How did you decide to kind of do the slow drip on social and are you happy with how you're generating uh, conversation and reactions and things like that? Like what was the ideation behind that? You know, it's funny. We've obviously done this for a decade plus and we've right? Like, Oh, I think Ronnie paused there. Uh, we'll just wait till Ronnie comes back, I guess. Um, we've got dogs barking in the background and <laughs> sketchy. Yeah. All right. You're no, back. No, my bad. Uh, so I was saying, there's a lot of ways that we've done this historically. You know, sometimes we let the players lead. We put out a call out and say, hey, if anybody wants their rating, like, come get it. Uh, sometimes we lead with, like, the big names in the game. Uh, there's a variety of ways that we've done it. This one's been really cool because, like, we came out with the rookies a little bit and I mm-hmm. kind of set the tone for the next generation. We Then uh, yesterday we dropped uh, all the big names, MVPs, former cover athletes, you know, like all, all of them. The, the, the big guys. And now we're sort of like starting that everybody in between. Um, and I think that there's just different kind of ways to, to slice that onion. And, and, but it always leads to the same conversation, which is my rating versus other players ratings. And like, you see a little bit of that percolating on, on social and people really like diving in and, and uh, getting into the discussion. And I just think that it's a really gripping topic when, the players own that conversation and then our larger community jumps in and, you know, like starts like trying to figure it out. I think, you know, we don't have a a 99 club, right. Mm -hmm. Um, Which creates a lot more conversation around like where these guys stack up. We had like what, seven, six or seven guys at 96, which like that was really interesting because usually we do have, some differentiation, but the the level of talent that top tier is so high. We 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 haven't had this many ninety five pluses in so many years. But I think this is the year where you're just seeing the, like the 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 top players really like it, be such a such a level above. Um, so it's it's been really fun to see. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that. Is that, do you think, a product of what the players are doing on the court? Or have you refined the player rating system and it's giving you kind of uh, a different tier system? Like, what do you think is driving that? I think it's more the former than the latter. I I mean, the formula obviously always goes through tweaks every single year. uh, But I think it's really like the level of play, especially with that upper tier of guys. Um, There were just, I mean, there were three guys that could have won the MVP last year. Then you mm-hmm. have Steph, LeBron, KD. They, they all belong right up there, right? And I think it's quite the the honor that, you know, 
Jokic is two steps two steps above the rest of the the other six guys. I think that's really really amazing. But his play in the playoffs and you know just being a triple double machine at, at that size and still playing defense. Like... Oh, Ronnie froze again. But that's great because I can kind of grandstand about Jokic for a second. Yeah, um, I think one of the great joys of talking to people who don't understand the NBA very well is introducing them to Nikola Jokic because he's such an interesting player. He's so dynamic. Uh, Big Honey is one of the best nicknames, I think, available. Um, So 98 out of 100, which is his player rating, is pretty spectacular. But I also think just (laughs) as an ambassador of the game, he's been really fantastic. Um, All right, Ronnie's back. So um, let's pivot to the Celtics because predominantly I cover the Celtics. Yes. And uh, as a segue, actually, I'll I'll reach back to the player rating thing. So last year, Jalen Brown tweeted at you guys. uh, He didn't (laughs) like his player rating. About an hour ago, um, Jamal Murray <laughs> said something about his jump shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the conversation behind closed doors like at 2K when players reach out? Obviously, it's great marketing. It's a lot of fun. Do you ever get engineers saying like, hey, get Murray off her back? We, we worked hard on this rating. Like, What is the conversation behind the scenes like before celebrating what is great publicity? I mean, definitely, obviously, the publicity thing speaks for itself. There definitely is that conversation of like, why why is this guy upset about his right like that's like i think just a general way that we uh th- that you just want to want to get to you want to defend what you've put so much time and thought into especially when there's a formula that kind of is based on that a jump shot's a little different though and yeah. you know i think we have some things cooking uh real soon that like i think will make players like jamal really happy about what their jump shot looks like um so i actually responded to him and i was like I know you haven't seen 24 yet. Like, I know you're talking about 23 and that's fine. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really exciting to see what he see, what he says after we show our first gameplay. I think he's going to, him and the rest of the community is going to be super pumped about what we got in store. It's a pretty good tease. All right. Um, let's talk about the Celtics. So Tatum came in at a 95. Jalen came in at an 89. I know that you're not like sitting there with an abacus crunching the numbers. Were either of those surprising yeah. to you? No, I don't think so. I mean, obviously Jalen, you know, has the richest contract in the NBA now, which you would think would write there alongside the rating. But I think an 89 is a very, very strong rating. And, um, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how he how he reacts to that. Uh, Tatum undoubtedly is one of the best players in the league. And he's, you know, he wasn't in that 96 tier but uh, just a notch below it. I think um, he's, he, he'll be, I, I would assume that he'd be thrilled with the number that he has. And it's going to be really exciting to see two, like outside of the Suns, there's nobody else I think in the league that has two guys that are 90 ish and above. Um, mm-hmm. So, so it's going to be really ex- like, that's going to get a lot of people playing with the Celtics and, it should be really fun to see what the real life product looks like with the continuity and, you know, those guys playing a lot, a lot together, unlike, you know, the Suns, for example, it's going to be fun to see that team uh, kind of blossom, but, and, and see if those ratings kind of hold true. Yeah, actually, that's a good segue. One of the questions I wanted to ask you is um, obviously this is last year's game, but playing with the Celtics with Porzingis on 2k, it fits mm-hmm. like a glove. It's so yep. easy the spacing is all there. Um, obviously, you know, video games can only take you so far. What do you think of the new look Celtics? 
Yeah, I think they're going to be a lot of fun to play with. I, you, you mentioned Porzingis is a really fun player to play in 2K. He's just one of those guys. Mm-hmm. And I, they've all they've already always been fun. So I think that Boston's going to be a very popular team in quick game. You just got to turn injuries off, I guess. Um, <laughs> oh, we'll see. I think that'll be fun. I'm crossing all the fingers I've got. So last year, uh, 2K's official sim had Jason Tatum winning MVP. Mm-hmm. And he was in the conversation for a little bit. I think uh, the the trio that you identified before, Giannis, Embiid, and, and the first Jokic. few months, he was in the first trimester. I think Tatum was like the leading candidate at that time. Yeah, and I would say deservedly. I'm not yeah. that much of a homer. Um, yeah. What do you think he would have to do to win it uh, in real life? Uh, I think he needs to take his game to yet another level. You know, and but I think Jason also like. He doesn't. He let he lets his kind of actions on the court speak for him. Uh, mm-hmm. He's really charismatic when you're one on one with him, but like he he doesn't focus on being like a character off the court, which is great in a lot of ways. But it's also it is a media contest, right? Like the MVP yeah. a little bit. So I think that that has kind of limited his opportunities. His play on the court, you know, has been amazing. I, I mean, ultimately, Boston's going to have to be the one seed. They're going to have to put some distance between them and the rest of the pack in the in the East. And he's going to have to be undoubtedly the best player on the court every single night to be in that conversation. And yes, he was close last year, but I think he's got to take another step, especially with the level of talent that um, the rest of the NBA has. Those other three guys were like, you know, had transcendent seasons. And yeah. That's what that's what anybody that wants to win an MVP in, in this era has to have a transcendent season to, to be in that conversation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, he's got all the bona fides, but yeah, to your point, you like really have to level up to get that MVP. And the yeah. the the media narrative thing is not incidental. I mean, you have to peak at the right time. Yep. You mentioned, and I, I know Tatum in a much more transactional way, just like asking him questions after games. But you got to work with him because he was the face of your revamped 2K Mobile. Um, yep. First of all, the ad that you guys put together with all the you know <laughs> reference the Mustang and Deuce Tatum and the uh, uh, first of all, great job out of your team there but um what'd you get out of tatum what do you like um what's he like behind the scenes um and what is the feedback on the revamped mobile been like he's the nicest guy and he's also got such a like a dry sense of humor and i, I don't think like he try he he doesn't put that out there uh, unless it's on like kind of like a one-on-one level um and so i've you know gotten to know him over the years his his agency has always been really great uh, working with us as well. And so like Jason and I have always had like a, a really great relationship. And I think that comedy and like the elements of that, like we really brought it out of each other. We were messing ar- around with that, like rhinoceros and like, you know, th- there was all sorts of like, stuff on the on set, but like to bring them in the eyeballs to, to the mobile game and, you know, like, having fun 
uh, with marketing because ultimately we are a video game company and want to challenge our community to enjoy and have fun. Um, that was a really, really great kind of shoot and one that I was really excited to have Jason involved with. Yeah, he, you're right. He is dry. He's like, he's sneaky funny. He's um, sneaky funny. Yeah. Speaking of personalities, I just have a few, like a couple of miscellaneous questions. And I wanted to ask sure. you about Wembenyama because today on social, <laughs> you revealed Wembenyama's rating, which it's out now. So I can say it's an 84. Yep. First of all, it's got to be one of the highest rookie ratings ever. Right? It is. It is one of the highest rookie ratings ever. Um, we had Zion at an 81. Um, and then, you know, the ratings scale drastically changed around NBA 2K15, I believe, 14, something like that. Um, and that's where, like, it got really harder because we were adding all the, the legends. And so the rating thing, like, became a little bit more challenging. Since that time, for sure, he is, he is the highest rated guy. What'd you think of him? He seems like a, also a super charismatic kid. Super, super charismatic. Um, I, I think he was really like absorbing the experience. I, you know, he, that first few days in the summer league were challenging for him. And that's where we shot that spot. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, I mean, he had just come from France. He had had a tough kind of first game. He had a lot of like people questioning him. And then he had a monster second game. We mm -hmm. shot in the middle of that, but like the guy was, you know, confident, high spirited, um, and just like really a pleasure on set. And I, I really look forward, obviously, with his tremendous potential to work with him a, a ton more in his career. So I don't know how it's too early to know, but um, some people have pegged Chet Holmgren as the the person who might take rookie of the year out of Wembenyama's hands. And you've worked closely with Chet before. Um, so obviously we're rooting for both of them, but do you think Chet has a chance to get rookie of the year? What is like, what would I, that look I think, like? I definitely think he has a chance. I think that team is going to be a lot of fun, like a lot of fun. And mm -hmm. um, I think that Chet, like he looks good. He, uh, we saw him at summer league. He, he's playing, he played really well in the, you know, the limited showcase there. Um, and he just, he, he, it looks like he's evolved a little bit. And that I think he's got a little bit of chip on his shoulder because I think people have sort of forgotten. And so I definitely think that he's going to be uh, right there at the top of the list. And he's, he's definitely going to make a name for himself this year. I, I'm, I'm a big believer in Chet's game, honestly. It's also like classic off-season fodder, but I feel like he, he's gotten a little bit stronger too. And yeah, for his frame, that probably matters. For sure. Uh, all right, a couple other things. Uh, what player, so you, you talk about how there's that like class of players and then uh, like mid to upper nineties. Um, how many times do you update player ratings throughout the season? Well, so they constantly kind of evolve on the back end, but we generally like do a, a, a big thing with a new season. And obviously we have seasons, they uh, drop every six weeks in our game where we mm -hmm. kind of like uh, evolve a lot of stuff, our soundtrack, our fashion drops, um, a lot more content in the city and in my team. Um, but the ratings are a piece of that. So like, that's generally where we, where we do, um, you know, a massive rating changes. So yeah, that's, that's sort of how that, that works. All right. So you, uh, you asked Roman Yama, do you think you can get to a 90? So in theory, someone could make like a six point jump. Oh um, yeah. 
do you see a player this season that's going to jump into that like mid nineties category? My pick would be Shea Gilgis Alexander. You can take him too, but do you have a player that's like well, right on the bubble? Shay is already at ninety. So he's like a ni- no, but I'm I mean like really that upper echelon. Oh okay. Like, oh yeah. I mean I think Shea's the ninety three or ninety three or something. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we're talking about three points, but obviously it's harder in the nineties, right? Like there's only so much more you can go up. So like a 10% jump is, you know, significant. Um, let me think of a guy that's like in the eighties that could go to a 90. I think like the second and third pick, both Scoot and Brandon Miller, like at 78 were a little, uh, like it, it allowed them a bigger road. I don't know if they can get all the way to 90. But I think like 85 to 87 is definitely reasonable for those guys. Sure. I think Jordan Poole is going to have a huge bounce back year. I really do. Um, he was, I think, in 84 uh, in our announcements yesterday, 83. Um, and obviously, like, he's going to be relied on to score a lot and mature. And I think he is really taking it seriously. And so I could see him jumping into, you know, an 89, maybe a 90 by the end of the year. So the, those are the guys I'm kind of looking at. All right. All right. I got two more for you. Um, between that trio of MVP candidates, we already talked about whether it's Giannis, Jokic, or Embiid. Yeah. Make your case for one of them winning MVP next season. Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's a tough one. Um, wow. I, man, I mean, you can make a case for all, obviously all three. I think I want to make a case for Embiid to go back to back to back. And I'll tell you why. I think people are sleeping on the win loss record there. And like they had a kind of an interesting season in that they, they had a couple streaks where they they lost a few games. And I, I think if, you know, some of those games go their way, they have a really big win loss record. And I, I think that that'll kind of flip in their direction and, I think that they're going to be one of the favorites going in. I think, like, they've had some kind of weird things happen this offseason. But I, I, I just think he's going to – he's got a taste of it now, and I think he's going to take it to another level. But any of those three guys, for sure. Those are your leading three candidates, along with probably KD from Phoenix. That's probably it. It's one of those four, I would say. I got to say, I think – uh, like I'm ready for Giannis to just go and take it again. I feel like yeah, the commentary. I, I, mean, but... I would not be surprised. There's yeah. nothing that I can't do. There's just, again, I'm not that much of a Celtics homer, but like when I think about what do I fear most in the Easter conference, it's Giannis yeah, being fully engaged. Fair. All right, Ronnie 2K, you are the head of lifestyle and content marketing for 2K sports and NBA 2K. Uh, I want to congratulate you on what looks like a really fun launch for 2K24. I'm super excited. And I will get you out of here with one last question and I'll give my answer first to stall so you can think about it. Um, Sounds good. I just want you to give me your hottest take for next season. And like I said, hottest I'll stall. Take. So my hottest take is that I think the Thunder are going to be good, like with a capital G. I think Giddy is ready. I think Shea has been ready. I think Chet is going to be a huge addition. Um, they still have uh, both Jalen Williams as kind of X factors. Um, so I think my hot take next season is it's not like, the Thunder will be a feel-good story. I think they will be a bona fide player in the Western Conference. I don't know that they're going to win the title, but I think the Thunder have arrived. That's my hot take. So, well, you Ronnie stole, you stole mine because I definitely. <laughs> I, I mean, I was sort of saying that would chat. Great minds, my friend. They're going to be fun. They're going to be fun, and they're they're going to go deep. But I mean, just to switch it up, um, 
I don't think Sacramento was a mirage last year. There's a lot oh, of people saying one. that they're going to drop out of the playoffs and it's going to be a disaster. I don't think so. I think they're going to be uh, a top four seed again. And I think they're going to win a playoff round at least. Um, so I think Sacramento is going to continue to progress as opposed to there's just, I'm sure you've seen that narrative too. Yeah. That, that, that it was kind of like a, a one, a, a one-time one hit wonder. I, I, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. No, I, I think you're probably right about that, but you can't take anything for granted in the NBA. So who's to say, who do you think, who do you think is going to, who do you think is going to, is an expected playoff team that isn't going to make the playoffs? Man, I don't know. Again, like I'm speaking from fear, but I don't want to say anything negative about the heat, but just how many Cinderella runs do the heat possibly have in them? I mean, mean, everything hinges on their point guard situation. Jimmy. Yeah, that's true. That Jimmy yeah. rating really got the people going, but did, I saw, I saw what he did going. in the playoffs. I but mean, I'll tell you what, I know a lot of people were fired up about that. And even when I first saw it, I was like, huh, okay. Um, but you can't sleep on Jimmy, play, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Buckets in the playoffs. Uh, that, that's what it's, I'm, I'm sure that's what it's based on. Like we take the entire season, the playoffs, all of that in a matter. Now, will he be as engaged in game 12 of the season? Probably not, but, but, but uh, I think it's going to be fun, uh, you know, by the end of the season that I think that rating's going to actually shake out pretty well. I think so, too. I mean, again, he was, first of all, he was very kind in Boston. So yeah. shout out to Jimmy Butler, the man. But the basketball player is just uh, not fun to play against because he's yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah. All right. On that great note for a Celtics podcast, how's that? Um, I got to go get ready because I'm going to the Hall of Fame this weekend and I'm going to check out the 2K oh. tournament down at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, for sure. Um, And don't be a stranger. Let's uh, do this again. Obviously, we have just under a month uh, before launch, so I'm sure you're going to see some of these features and be like, whoa, we got to talk about that. Sounds good to me. All right, Ronnie2K, thanks for stopping by, and uh, we'll catch you soon, I guess. Yep, thanks, buddy.